Welcome back to the Bearcat Football Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins. I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office News. I'm JT Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News. All right, fellas, let's jump right into it and recap the SMU game. The Bearcats take down SMU 54-52 to in Dallas. JT, thoughts on the Bearcats' performance? It was ugly, but ugly win is better than an ugly loss, so I'm going to take it all day. Um, shout out to Vic, Big Vic. He had eight blocks, man. I, I didn't expect him to, that to be the part of the game that, that exploded on the road, but I, I'll take it. And, uh, you know, Landers Nolly got a second double-double of the season, or back-to-back too, so that was good. But it was an ugly game, man. You just got out, get out of Dallas. That's all that matters. Got two in a row. And uh, it wasn't pretty, but, it, it you know, it was effective at the end of the day. Neil, what stuck out to you? Yeah, I think JT mentioned it. The play of Victor Locke in there with eight blocks. He had the big crucial block there in the final seconds. But that's something Wes Miller and the staff have been really preaching was how he's so he's not fully developed yet there when it comes to uh, his rim presence. He's still getting better and better every day. And we've seen that this weekend uh, versus SMU. So that was a big standpoint for that. But they continue to win the battle on the glass. So that was another impressive stat. But overall, it really started with the play of Victor Locke yeah, you know, listen, any conference road win is a good win. I uh, wish we could have won by more, but I'll take it. Hey, 52 rebounds, right, to 41? Yep. Um, I didn't like that we had 17 turnovers. They only had 10. Um, and I, I'd like to see Juice get back on track in terms of uh, shooting. I think it was one for eight on the on the, um, on the night. Um, like you said, <clears throat> it's good to see Landers at 16 and 12. Um, and also, Mike. Mike Adams Woods is, is is playing really well, and um, I think Neil had mentioned this before uh, that West said something in a press conference that teams are going to start having to figure out ways to guard Micah. I think which will help in the long run because now you have to guard Micah. That's going to open up other guys. You know, yeah. hopefully, you know, Juice and Landers and Vic um, can continue to play at a high level, and then Micah just open things up. Now you've got to guard a lot of different people night in and night out. And that helps when you play the Houston's, the Memphis teams, maybe the SMUs and the ECU that are a little bit at the bottom level of the conference. You know, we can we can get by, I, I think, in a lot of ways with, you know, Juice shooting one for eight. But, um, you know, I, I, I still will say this, and we'll talk about it here shortly when we um, get into uh, the game for today. Um, and, and that is um, getting Vic and Juice and Landers all on the same page and one night playing well. Now, we might not get that in this next game, but, man, that would be great to have that for Memphis. But at the end of the day, we'll take the dub. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now, tonight, the Bearcats take on USF at 7 p.m. in Tampa, Florida. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. 
Now let's jump into the Big O segment sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. In this segment, we cover players to watch and key matchups. JT, who from the Bearcats needs to play well and why? All right, man. I'm going to go with the silent assassin, uh, Michael Adams Woods. I feel like he's he's played. I think he scored double digits seven of the last eight games, maybe six of the last seven. Don't give me uh, I'll double check that. But um, he played very well against SMU. They're going on the road against USF to um, tonight. So he has to play. I think he has to play well because he is a person that's been steady Eddie. So you you expect him to do well. So I, I this is a guy. This is a game that I want him to do well and expect him to do so. So I think between ten to fifteen, just shoot the ball well, protect the ball because um, they had too many turnovers as a team last game. So I'm expecting Micah Adams Woods to control that. He's normally pretty good at um, you know being safe with the ball. So I think they're going to hopefully draw off of his energy and his uh, calculatedness and uh, get a dub. He has been steady, Eddie, for the Bearcats over the yeah. last couple of games. And I think his ability, if he continues to get to the cup and, and finish, um, that's that's going to be – anytime you can get a guard to penetrate the middle of any defense, it helps because it totally breaks down the defense. Now, Neil, USF is 8-10 and 10 right now. Who do we need to watch out for? from the Bulls. Yeah, so it all starts with Tyler Harris, the senior point guard who is actually a former teammate of Landers Nolly at Memphis the last few seasons. So uh, it starts with the guy like Tyler Harris. I mean, uh, Coach Miller really emphasized it in the press conference yesterday where he said Tyler Harris is one of the top shooters in the country in terms of analytical, advanced analytics at the catch and shoot ratio. So uh, really Got to contain him from the three-point line. Can't let him get those catch-and-shoot opportunities. But overall, it starts with Tyler Harris, who's averaging nearly 17 points a game. Uh, He was a guy I watched last year when they came to UC, but also uh, three games down at the AAC tournament. And he's not just an offensive threat. He does a lot of things with the ball. He moves very well without the ball. He can really lock down uh, on defense, too. So Tyler Harris is the big one to uh, really keep an eye on. But then you have the junior big man, Russell Toshiba. Uh, he f- scored the game winner last year in the final seconds there, that, that buzzer beater to beat us. Uh, I think it was 56-54. I mean, uh, yeah, seven foot one, averaging 12 and eight a game. Uh, very big guy, very physical. And that's something Coach Miller really emphasized in the press conference as well. I mean, they're coming off an 83-77 to 77 loss versus Houston. But this ain't, this ain't a cakewalk like they have been in the last few seasons. But – Obviously, the, it's a different team than last year. They lost their leading scorer in Caleb Murphy, who went to DePaul this year in the transfer portal. But Tyler Harris really stepped into that role. They're a very physical team. They love to get downhill. Brian Gregory has done a fantastic job this season. They've played a lot of good teams very well. Uh, he likes to change things up in many different ways on both sides of the ball. So Brian Gregory is doing a fantastic job. He's got a very physical group. So that's what the Bearcats need to watch out for. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. Now, Neil, you talked a little bit about uh, Coach Gregory. He used to be at University of Dayton. Um, you know, back in, I think he was – was he at Georgia Tech as well? Yeah, Tech and so, Dayton. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so uh, so, so, what can we expect? So what, what does Wes Miller have to game plan uh, for this game against USF? Yeah, we've seen it in the past. I mean, when I watched him down at the AAC tournament last year uh, – they made, they made a decent run in the tournament. I think they made it to the semifinals, if I remember right. 
But that really started with the game plan. They'll come out and they'll stick to that man-to-man. But Brian Gregory, we all know him. Uh, he's not scared to go to a, a zone look to really throw teams off, and it's worked in the past. So I would not be surprised to see that zone look pop up occasionally. But overall, this defense is going to be physical. They're going to be they're going to be physical like a Houston. They don't have the size that Houston does, but they like to get physical. So overall, you just have to match the physicality and you have to be have to crash the boards as well. So on the defensive end, look for them to kind of switch it up between a man and zone. But don't be surprised when they do make that transition. What what are, what are we going to have to do defensively against them, Neil? It really has to start to match their intensity. They're going to come out in their home home court. Uh, this is our last last matchup with them uh, since they're not making the transition to the Big 12. So they're going to be hungry. They want to get back in that win column. But overall, you just have to match their intensity. I mean, it starts inside with guys like Vic, Odie. Uh, you just have to match their intensity early and get physical with them. The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahue Accounting Services. For friendly expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahue Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahue Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit DonahueAccountingService.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. Now it's time for the Kenyan segment that's sponsored by Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota. This is where we cover the keys to the game. JT. What do the Bearcats need to do to win? Sounds like a broken record, but, you know, you get a game where you have 17 turnovers. After a game, you only have about seven, right? So got to protect the ball. That sounds generic, but it's very true, especially on the road, man. Can't have another 17 uh, turnover game and expect to walk out of there with a victory. But what I do like is they have been winning the glass as of late. They got to keep that tradition up. I think this would be the third game if they can do it in a row, right? Um, third or fourth game. They could do it in a row. They need to do that and protect the ball. <clears throat> and hopefully somebody gets a little hot. Um, like we talked about, you know, puff the player, the game does what they need to do. And maybe somebody else steps up and does something very great. But uh, the main thing is protect the ball, get good shots, which I feel like they've done a very good job as of late getting good shots. It's got to hit them and then protect the beat, win on the glass again. So um, those are my two things or three. Now, Neil, um, I'd mentioned before USF is 8-10 and 10 right now. So being that the record's not that great, I think the Bearcats have an opportunity to go on the road and win big. So what do the Bearcats need to do to win big? They have, they have to win the glass, and that is something JT has just mentioned, but – Looking back to the matchup last year where they got beat on the buzzer beater, Victor Locken only played three minutes in this matchup last year versus USF. So it kind of it has to start with a guy like Victor Locken. Obviously, you have to make your presence known on the glass. Um, everyone's seen the weapon that Victor Locken has turned into this year and how physical and how good of a defender he can be around the rim, but they really have to game plan for him offensively and defensively. But overall, for the Bearcats to win big, they have to win the battle of the glass and limit their turnovers. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, can we get an all-around complete domination, like a dominant game, mm. Bearcats tonight? And, and, and the reason 
Well, I say that, and, and I would like I to see like that, 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 that because we've got Memphis coming in on Sunday. And as we mentioned, I don't know, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about what are the chances of this team going to the NCAA tournament? Well, you've got to beat the teams like Memphis at home, plain and simple. So I think that starts tonight against USF. You build this confidence. You know, you kind of get things rolling. So when you come into Memphis, you got more confidence. Just beat USF on the road. The crowd's going to be rocking. Bengals play later on that, you know, at 3 o'clock, I guess. And so uh, on Sunday after the Memphis game. So there's going to be a lot of momentum going into that game. Now, um, a a couple things, just to kind of piggyback what you guys said that I would like to see. we got to keep the turnovers under 10, um, dominate the glass again, especially defensively. If we can keep teams – you know, from getting second and third chance shots, man, you blow them out. There's just no question about that. And USF is one of the lower level teams right now in the league. Um, and we just need to take care of business tonight. Get the dub. The Kenyan segment, Keys to the Game, sponsored by Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Now, the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. Now, this is where we cover hot topics. All right. So I want to kind of take it a little bit of a different angle today with the hot topics because, as we've heard recently, I think almost everybody in Bearcat Nation knows that Dermar Johnson, is headed to West Virginia to be an assistant coach for Bob Huggins. And we can kind of talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, I was thinking about this hot topic coming into today's podcast, and I was thinking about Dermar and when he played. And, you know, he's from that D.C., Maryland area where style on the court is, like, so very important. And it always has been, still is in that area. So I was thinking to myself, you know, and we and the, the the cool thing about I think this podcast is the three of us kind of we kind of hit different generations of UC basketball, right? So I want I want to go over some of the most iconic looks in Bearcat history. Like who had the most swag? So when you think of the top three Bearcats, and I want to make this so like for Neil and, and UJT, in your opinion, in your time. Who are the top three most iconic Bearcats that had that swag and look, in your opinion? Uh, KG, let's start with you. Man, this is, man, three tough. Okay, so I'll go. It's almost cheating, though, because a certain group had the the Jordan, uh, Jordan love. So it's. It, 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 you you automatically go there, so it's like no slight to the to the newer Bearcats and stuff like that. But for like the OGs, you think of like Kenyon Martin, um, just like him on the like anything he wore was dope just because of his his aggressiveness and how he how he displayed it. Um, but then I go with like Kenny Satterfield, like one of the guys headband, normally rocks a lot of Jays, and then. Is I could go OG OG, but I think I might go Steve Logan because Logan, the baggy shorts, 
Mm. Like he had like like Logan would have like sweet like Jordans, of course, but then he would have like some some other Nikes. Like I think we I saw something like a couple months ago. Might have been like it might have been on corporate where I think he had like the the shocks. Remember when the Nike shocks first came out, the all black ones with the zip up, and he was rocking those. And I was like, I just remember him always having like super fire feet. I would say like fourth on mine would be like James White. James White's always mm. had fire. He always had fire, and that was my guy. I, I'm I'm doing my man Stokes disservice too, but so I, but three though I'll go with um, Kenyon because of what he meant to the program and just what he did. Like he just anything he did looked like it was just like out out of extraordinary. Um, Kenny Satterfield because he was just like a dope NY point guard and he wore the Jays in the headband. Um, and then then Logan because he was ball head dude. And he would drop, give you 30 easily, and he would wear all kind of sweet Nikes. Solid list. Yeah. Neil. Now, Neil, you're a little younger, man. So you're you're of a different generation. So I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that came to my mind when we talked about this was when you said swagger, uh, it definitely came to mind for my generation, obviously being 23, being a little on the under uh underage of all the Bearcat legends and whatnot. I, the first one that came to my mind was Lance Stevenson. That was someone I saw growing up. Obviously, you see the headband. You see the air guitar celebration. They still play it on the big board at the games. Just It gives you flashbacks of all the legendary celebrations a guy like Lance Stevenson did. He was one of those point guards who could really, really do it all. And, I mean, we saw how established his career has been, whether it's been in – at the University of Cincinnati, but he's obviously had a very good NBA career as well. So uh, number one has to be Lance Stevenson. But my second one, I think we've had this conversation before. I grew up in the era with the striped Adidas shirts, uh, striped Adidas jerseys. I know a lot of people hate them, but like I remember going to school wearing like those red and black Adidas jerseys back when March Madness comes. So I mean, that just, I think of it as swagger just because it was like, it gives me childhood memories i guess per se but i know a lot of people didn't like those jerseys with adidas so but i know we had that conversation in the past so but overall i just remember i think i had a sean kilpatrick one growing up that i wore to school every now and then so during the march madness tournament obviously but overall then my third one wait 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 a minute. who was your second person yeah yeah, you said yes. the jersey but who's your second yeah, person? yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get a second my those. second person would have yeah. to be Go with Lance at one, and I would have to go with Sean at two. Okay. I just like okay. Sean Kilpatrick's right. vibes okay. at two. All okay. right. But we go with Sean Kilpatrick at two, and then at three, I, I don't know. That's a good one. I mean, it's the kind of the same era. I remember watching a lot of Yancey Gates, a lot of the big guys, whether it's Yancey Gates, Octavius Ellis. But the big guys, I have to. I would have to go with Yancey Gates, just the headband, the big – Six foot nine, two forty guy who played very physical. Yeah, I have to. I have to go with Nancy because every time you knew, you knew he was going to bully somebody on the court. I mean, he just played so physical. So I mean, that's something you really stick out to. I mean, everyone saw knows the infamous brawl, but that's obviously a different story. But Yancy Gates is definitely one of those players who impacted the game in many ways, to say the least. And I think he had that swag to him. 
Okay. I wasn't expecting Yancey Gates, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different era than what you guys have. So not I mean, for sure. Hey, I'm not knocking your pick. Nah, yeah, that's your pick, man. It's all good. Baby. Don't let us don't let us persuade <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh let us shave your uh, point shave your picks. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no pod bully in here. Yeah, man. no, no, we got bullying. Um, so I've got uh, I've got a list of three, and my of my three, um, two are different than what's been said here. One has already been said, so I'm going to start with one. That's Kenyon Martin. Um, JT said that I think we can we can agree on that because, you know, the one thing about you know, Kenyon is when you think of the Jordan era for Bearcat basketball, I think Kenyon in that Jordan jersey just embodies like, I mean, when you think of that jersey in those great times, wow. you think of Kenyon Martin. For sure. Without a doubt. For sure, dude. Like Kenyon Martin is the reason why I'm in Cincinnati. Indirectly. And, and the crazy thing is there are several <laughs> images of Kenyon either – um, there's one of him blocking a shot, which is one of his most famous, you know, yeah. the home game of him blocking a shot. There's a couple pictures of him dunking the basketball where he's like, you know, he's just completely stretched out, you know, doing the dunk. But the thing is, those uniforms, the blocks just lay yeah. out perfectly and long. And he and he just looked, I mean, just the, the uniform looked good on Kenyon, you know, and then he rocked the wristband like Michael Jordan. Um, you know, around his uh, elbow area, which isn't very popular now, but it was very nope. popular during that late 90s period because of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That's true. Um, that is true. And there was a local um, there was a local group here in Cincinnati that started a um, kind of a clothing brand. And um, they had these wristbands and they gave Kenyon a white one, a red one and a black one. And they had this like logo on it. And he would wear those in the game. And, like, kids all around the city, like high school kids, had to have those. I'll never forget that. And the funny thing is, when the season uh, was over, like a couple weeks after it was over, I think Kenyon went back to uh, Dallas, back home. And he, like, left a couple of the wristband behind. And he just didn't even – he was like, oh, I don't care. So I took them. I still got them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I took them because I was like, man, these are – I didn't have any because they gave them to the best players, right? Give them a walk-on, man. Yeah, I feel you. You got to get it how you live. Uh, and you know what's crazy? When I interviewed Kenyon uh, for my other podcast, uh, my goal is to go out to L.A. where he lives and interview him. I'm going to take the wristband out there and surprise him with it. Nice, nice. He's going to be like, what? Like, yeah. I guarantee you he still doesn't have his. Yeah, he probably <laughs> don't. That's like gone. Gone. So, so yeah, I would, and, and definitely Kenyon, too, um, always rocking the Jays. Like, yeah. he and I are on the same page with, with the Jays. So, um, sure. I'm going to go um, Bobby Brandon, Baywatch Bobby. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. – you got to remember that 90s period, Say by the Bell was like the most popular show. And um, Bobby Brandon had the Zach Morris blonde hair going. And girls used to just love his hair. He had the barbed wire tattoo when no one else was really like. He definitely had the barbed wire tattoo. Yep. <laughs> barbed wire tattoo, the, 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 the bleach blonde hair. Um, you know, he was big and swole. He just he just had, I think, an iconic look that, you know, just stands out. Like when you think of that late 90s and you show a picture of Bobby Brandon, you're like, yeah, that was 1998. Like, <laughs> you know, the time right there. 
So I'm gonna go with Bobby B. Baywatch Bobby. All right. Um, and then um, my favorite Bearcat of all time, Nick Van Exel. Um, and the thing with Nick was Nick just had this, this man, he just had this aura about him, man. He would rock like baggy t-shirts underneath his jersey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And then I would like, so he was rocking like, I remember they had the black uniforms and he rocked like a super baggy black t-shirt. And so I had a game, uh, I think it was a middle school game, and we weren't allowed to wear t-shirts underneath our jerseys um, back then. So I begged, I begged my coach. I was like, I got this blue, I got this blue baggy tee I want to wear. And he's like, no, we don't, we don't do that. But I'm like, Nick Van Exel wears it. I think I could score like 30 points if I were. I, mean, I seriously, I had this conversation <laughs> with my coach. <laughs> Nick um, and, and Nick, um, and even even the shoes Nick wore, um, how he wore his socks. Like for me during that time period, him being my favorite Bearcat, like I copied, like I wanted the shoes he wore. I, I like that the way he wore his socks. And you know what? That time period, in my opinion was one of the most iconic in terms of style because the Fab Five was yeah. popping right then. And if you talk about influence on college basketball, just like, you know, uh, gear-wise, I mean, the Fab, who else was rocking ball heads on purpose? Man, ball heads, what? yeah. What was the Nikes they had? The, uh, they had the black. They had the air. Uh, the, 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 uh, the force was in the forces. Yep, they had the Barclays. Like, yeah, the Barclays. Yeah, they had the Barclays. Yep. The, yeah, they had the Hirachi. Yeah, they had the Hirachis. They had the Force, the Black Forces. Uh, yeah, they had some fire. They weren't playing around. And that was the same era. Like, that was around the same time yep. Nick and them. Nick was definitely one I was going to put on there. But then I just went pure Jordan brand. I went Jordan out. Yeah, yeah. That's my guy. But, but no, yeah. I, that, time, that time period, man, was, was so... Yeah, just style wise was was so different, man. Like even even like you had UNLV during yeah. that period, Larry Johnson he had to part the hair down the middle, yeah. and like just stuff that was just so so cool and iconic. So I, I got to put um, Nick Van Exel in there. So my my three would be Nick Van Exel, Kenya Martin, and, and and Bobby Brandon. But I do gotta throw out a couple special mentions. You you said James White, I yeah, think yeah, James White for sure. Uh, you know. You look at the Jordans and him just taking off for the yeah, you know, fly, flying like straight flying. Like, so I got a real, like, like real cool, like James White story. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, remember when he transferred in from Florida, right? So he transferred in, you know, back then you didn't, you just couldn't transfer in and play ASAP. So he transferred in, he had to sit out the year. So, like, he's literally probably practicing with the team. Then he's coming down and hooping with the regular students. So like he would be down there hooping with us, <laughs> like like almost like every day. So like literally, you would be in the armory. James White would take off, and you wouldn't be looking at him, and you know he was he was taking off because you could feel him like feel the air change in mm. in the, in the um, army. No bull, no BS. Like literally, I'm, I got next. I'm talking to somebody, my back to the basket, and I tell him like James is dunking, isn't he? <laughs> like because you could feel it bro like he just takes off and then yeah. by the end i just see him just two hand throwing it down but it was just like the craziest thing and then, bro, you just hear you just felt like just you could feel the like the air change bro like it was crazy like yeah. he would probably think i'm capping on that but 
No joke, man. Like, and, like it was it was crazy. And I'm crazy. I'm glad, I'm glad you told that story because we can save this. What I'm about to say, we can save this topic for another podcast. But you know, I I got into some Twitter wars with some Bearcat people when I said James White is the greatest dunker in UC history. Oh, he is. And I t- thank you. Like people, it, were it like, ain't no, it ain't no argument. It ain't no argument that like, like Melvin, Mel- Melvin got the most iconic dunk. Thank you. He got the most thank iconic you. dunk because everybody's gonna always remember. That's why it's the helicopter comes on, hangs off, and he might be number two. But and I'm not gonna argue. Somebody says he's number two, but James White, like, if the internet, if he had social media the way we had it now, like, dude, dude would be. I mean, he still played overseas forever and played in the NBA for. He got some years in the NBA, but he would be like super famous. I remember, um, remember Midnight Madness, Meech. I know you do because you know you play on the team. I'm but sick. do you remember remember when he remember when you took off from the foul line? Bro, I was sitting right there. I've never still to this day, I've never seen anything like that. And it was clean. It was clean. It was not a struggle dunk at all. Nope. Like he went between his legs from the foul line in like 03, 04. Was that maybe? Oh. It was crazy. So literally, I remember leaving. I called my dude that went to Xavier, and I'm like, dog, we got one of the craziest athletes ever. <laughs> right. And he's like, Dude, you're under the influence. I mean, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I called this dude, and I'm like, dude, you should see it. Like, it's the craziest thing I ever seen. And he was like, thought I was lying. Like, he thought I was lying. Like, it sounds so yeah. far fetched. Like, he did that, and he did the did he do the windmill that night, or he did the one where he went where he kind of like double pump and threw it behind his head. He did two of them from the foul line. Um, I I think he did. It's on it's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, I think he did the windmill. I yeah. think it was the windmill, if I'm not mistaken. Windmill between his legs. It was Man, crazy. It was I, crazy. I, I'm telling you, you are 100% correct. I was sitting. They had. I had to sit on the floor because so many people were sitting on the bench. Yeah. I was. I was sitting on the floor when he did it. And I told him when I interviewed him on on my other podcast. I told him I, I still to this day have never seen anything like that like he was floating like dude it was crazy like he was like walking in the air too like if you look at it like his feet are moving like it's weird man not weird but it's like super special like it's like i'm telling people thought i was lying when i was telling them like that you know now you can verify it super fast you can, yeah. like like if somebody did do something it's gonna get recorded and it's gonna be on it's gonna be up quicker sooner than later back then it was just like man this dude is tripping like everybody's like man this dude went down to cincinnati and he's he's wigged out, and then some, and then somebody was like, "Nah, I was there too." <laughs> it was like, "Nah, that was the craziest shit I ever seen." <laughs> it was like, "I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I'm not lying." But I'm, yeah, it you was know, crazy, Neil. It was crazy. And was crazy. I, I want I want to save this for later because I want to do a, a a hot topic where we say, you know, obviously we just talked about greatest dunker, but like yeah. best shooter, um, best rebounder. Like we we can we can do some like you know, um, yeah, yeah, I feel you. top list. So. Let me let me throw a couple of things out there. Got to give a shout out to Lenny Stokes. You you hit it on the head, man. He had the iconic. He he was the one that was most consistent with the headband. Yeah, he was. Right? He was. Like, he had the different colors and everything. Like he had that man. He he had the, <laughs> he had the Jordan headband. Yep. Was, yep. Yeah. And I always told Dermar, I was like, man, Dermar, you were so inconsistent with your headband. Like, <laughs> like, some games you have it. Some games you did. Yeah. He told me. Um, the one podcast he told me, he's like, it's because, man, like one time I got my hair cut, my lineup was so sharp and the headband was covering up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real, that's a real response, though. 
I respect that. I respect that. Being bald now, I respect that. Nah, I respect I, that. Makes sense. Now nah, that was legit. That's a legit response. <laughs> um, I gotta give a shout out, and I mentioned this before <laughs> on the podcast, and he was, um, I think in town almost a month ago. Is Lloyd Bats, who played for the Bearcats back in the day. He had the man. His fro is is you can Google search. Just put in Lloyd Bats Cincinnati, and you can see his fro. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Was, iconic fro ever him and phil well phil williams was pretty iconic too when he when he they uh, wore it out you know phil to have it braided though but then he'll go he'll go jaw rule on you uh, yeah well, that one time that he went with the fro was <laughs> him and Ron Parker had the froze one game. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been the crosstown shootout they went with the fro i can't remember but Dang, i gotta research that i remember that though that was yeah they did teron and him did it on the same yeah uh, Day and same game um but yeah but lloyd bats had the had the best throw man he was he was he was smooth man that's cool dude when he came back to cincinnati i've never met he's one of the few bearcat um alumni former players i've never really met mm. i've always heard stories about man he was smooth man he had like on a maroon turtleneck and like a blazer and, and like dress slacks i was like i mean just like one of those those like soul singers from from back in the day <laughs> like, you are too cool man too cool man so props and respect to, to lloyd bat so um i just wanted to give those guys a shout out too man a lot of iconic looks um over the years with bear i always say man if you if you like look at michigan they probably have the biggest cultural impact during their little small like run with the baggy, you know, uh, shorts, the black socks, black sock, yeah, ball head, like that was super impactful. But if you look at like just the long run, Bearcats, man, yeah. Bearcats had a run for a while of just swaggy dudes, man, like <laughs> on the court. So, you know, of for course, sure. I'm, I'm biased. I'm at the, at the <laughs> Bearcats, so. Uh, the sure. tournament segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. 93 Ways to Mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support, visit the website 93waystomentor.com or contact DA at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Taxley, Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now, quick reminder, I will be at Meals for a live podcast on February 22nd from 5 to 6 p.m. before the 7 p.m. Temple game. And I'm going to announce the special guest at a later date. Not yet. We've got a very, very special guest for that. Uh, the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. We will be back with another new episode on January 22nd at 10 a.m. Previewing the big game, the big home game, first Memphis. I believe it's throwback jersey night again, right, fellas? 
I believe so. I believe so. And they've worn those jerseys quite a bit, haven't they? This year is that my mistaken? They, they only wore it once. I thought I thought they yeah, were they gonna wear that one. one. We you thought we were gonna wear them like a couple weeks ago, but they didn't. I don't know. I always feel like maybe it's just because there's so many pictures of them floating around on it. Is IG. they wore them twice last year? They wore them once this year. You know what? They should have just made the white ones and then made a black one and just that been their uniform this year. That'd have been fire, right? That would have been fire. And then had a red alternate. Yeah, ooh, that would be fire. That's that'd be tight if they wore like the alternate, like they made an alternate for that game. That'd be fire too. Ooh, that'd be super fire, boy. What if? What if, <laughs> what, if that, what if that's what that is on uh, the Memphis game? They busted that, a red ooh. red alternate with the with the white letters. Heavy man. Um, uh, two two quick things, real quick. Um. Neil tonight is going without the beard and he's hoodie hoodie Meyer tonight. <laughs> I did shave. I live in my parents' basement, so it's a little chilly. I gotta stay hoodied up. <laughs> Put your business out there, Neil. Um yeah, <laughs> putting the basement business out there. How the cats doing? Uh well, like your cats, not the bear cats, your <laughs> Your uh, cats. Well, we almost had a cat fight here behind us. That's why I kept turning around. So we had to we had to end that real quick. But they got out, so we're good. They're chilling. Bear <laughs> cats in the house. Uh JT, What's no up, drinks man? tonight? Nah, not tonight, man. I'll probably have one after we get get done. Oh. Late, a little late night. Yeah, customer. man. I started, but then I just, ah, oh, man. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. All I've been drinking is water today, though. So I've been on. I'm hydrate, hydrate, man. It's key, man. Hydrating, lemonade, water, man. That's, that's my that's my day for real. Hey, last thing I want to say, I was on uh, your guy's side of town, the West Side. You know, I'm a I'm an East Side guy, but I was on the West Side to uh for the Oak Hills versus Elder game. Are you at the elder game? Dang, my uh, dang, my, well, my other my youngest had uh, had practice. I think his the seventh eighth grade team might have been there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they might have been there. They tried through his game. They went over. Some of them went over. What was the final of that game, Alex? Oof. <laughs> I know it was a lot to a it's little. Probably a lot to a little, right? You really want me to say it? You ready? Go for it. Elder fifty six, Oak Hills twenty four. We coach Coach Price, Coach P, aka Master P, is not happy. Is not and and shout out and um, I hope uh, there was a young lady who was in the Oak Hill student section that I believe had a seizure during the game and had to have medical assistance rush out there to uh, check on her. And uh, I really hope she's okay, man. It caused quite a stir. At the end of the game, yeah. So um, hopefully she's okay. So yeah, sure. um, but I just want to say this: um, the pit, or you know, elders. Uh, for those out there that don't don't know, that may be listening to this from another uh, city, state, whatever. Um, Elder High School has the pit, which serves as the football team plays in the pit, and then the basketball team also plays in the pit, quote unquote. Um, both pits are like are one of my favorite places to go watch. Sports. like the basketball gym is uh, i just i love it the student section is always on point um elder football is just cr- i went to the elder saint x football game 
this past football season. And man, it was Elder X. It was, man, it was so crazy how far, man, I had to Uber, I had to park and then Uber to the cave. That was, I parked so far away. Uh, it was crazy, man. But they just got an amazing culture there, man. And always, always good to be there. Great people um, in the house whenever I go over to uh, Elder. So shout out to them. So, well, on your guys' side of town, man. I got to, next time yeah. I'm there, I got to hit you guys up. Yeah, man. We had a, had a big eighth grade game. Well, seventh, eighth grade game before that. Who won? Uh, they actually won. Oh, uh, we actually won. We beat Cole Rain. Huh? Your son's team won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat Cole Rain. Good. Yeah, yep. Good. Just got to remember, Alex, I'm an O'Kills alum. Just remember that. You know, <laughs> I know. That's why. That's why I didn't really want to tell you the score. You know, I didn't want to have nah, to. It's gonna be. It's gonna be rough. Yeah, this it's a uh, not a good look. Not a good look for the the boys tonight. But you know, yeah. um, this turns like high school basketball podcast. But uh, <laughs> O'Kills isn't that bad. Like they've got some good players. Um, you know, it's just getting. And I think just like what UC deals with sometimes, and as getting multiple guys to you know, be consistent, you know, every single game, you know, you mm-hmm. can't have one guy come out and score 16 and then no one else really come yeah. close to that. Right. I yeah. think that's, what, if I'm not mistaken. That's what happened to, uh, well, I mean, shit. Well, uh, it was when I had 24. So yeah, <laughs> right. he had all the points. It probably was Jackson. Jackson probably had all the points. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't really remember the, you know, support all, the, all the points, but I mean, they got some guys that can, that can play. They just, you know, um coach price to get them right though man you know it's one of them things where you can struggle during the regular season and then come playoff time you know just something happens turns yeah. it off you know you get confident hits a couple shots and then all of a sudden you're good so that's true that's true so next time over on the west side and i'm pulling up the nick and tom baby one of my favorite restaurants on the west side nick and tom's you ever been there jt no nah, i haven't neil we used to go there growing up with my family it's a very yeah. good restaurant Right yeah. down Bridgetown Road. If right, we walk, if we walk in Nick and Tom's tonight, we would be the youngest people by about fifty years. <laughs> oh, am I right, Neil? It's an older crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's an older crowd for Just sure. Just like that. Yes, it's it's. Hey, a, their food, their food's good though. Food's fire. Uh, Chicken New Orleans. That's my that's my go to. But it's it's uh I think that they play. They've got flat screens. I think Golden Girls is playing. <laughs> all right that's my bad all joke right. tonight right. we should end on that right uh yeah yeah we end on that that's all good <laughs> we want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the bearcat tip-off talk podcast presented by taxi go bearcats